Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning. It is Wednesday, January 18th, and I'm on YouTube Live. So if you want to join us, I'm about, what, an hour and a half in. Um, we've been kind of playing around there. I've had some trouble trying to get some charts up. One of the things that I'd like you to do is to go to CNBC.com. It will not allow me to show this for some reason, but I want you to compare Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan, Bank of America, and Morgan Stanley. The symbols are GS, JPM, BAC, and Morgan Stanley. I want you to do comparison for five years because there's a few of them that greatly outperform. Bank of America is underperforming. Um, uh, Morgan Stanley is outperforming. Goldman Sachs is outperforming. So when you look at Goldman Sachs and you see it down um, for today or yesterday, they're up 1% today. Uh, any reaction in the market is an overreaction. I will tell you if you can get this at 3-4 uh, handle, like I said yesterday, I think you'll be happy with this one because I think it's going back to the 360s. This is in the Daily Stock Picks um, core portfolio. I like it. If you have TrendSpider, uh, I'll share. I've shared it or I will share it with you. If you don't have it, just message me on one of the social platforms. But I'll share the core portfolio with you. It's a portfolio that I put stocks in that I think any core portfolio should have. Um, it is my personal picks. Uh, you don't have to follow it, but I personally think that it's a pretty good uh, performance um, review. I've got mRNA in there. I've got Roblox. I've got Snowflake. I've got your growth. I've got your um, your your standards, whatever. I've got XLY, which is um, you know I personally own a bunch. It's consumer discretionary. So there's a lot in there, and I'm sorry about the garbage truck. But if you don't have TrendSpider, um, go to TrendSpider. You can use the link down below. Use the code DSP for Daily Stock Picks 25, DSP 25. You'll get 25% off. Um, but again, it, it, you know Morgan Stanley and Goldman Sachs are – I own Morgan Stanley. Uh, I don't own Goldman Sachs. But they both have outperformed, and part of the outperformance has been um, – uh, on their uh, investment business. So that's where they fell short. Um, the CEO was on CNBC this morning and he said, yeah, we fell short. Uh, I was going over Boyle and, and KOLD. KOLD has just been an enormous winner. It is so overbought right now. I don't think I want to steer you into this one at $41. But just to give you an idea, the algorithm uh, in TrendSpider, which I give you access to as well if you sign up, is $17. That was the buy on December 17th. Did your boy buy it here? Absolutely not. <laughs> it had just crossed the 200-day. I didn't expect this to be as warm a winter as what we've had here and in Europe. Um, it is crazy the amount that it's gone up. Uh, but 17 if you're in this one at 17 uh, you've obviously at least doubled your money, if not more. If you got in even before that at 14, at 13, uh, or even the, the previous, November 30th at 12, 
um, where it ran all the way up to 23 and you 24. You almost doubled your money there. Uh, and if you timed it, you got out and you got back in at 14 <laughs> um, where it dipped down. There are so many gaps under here that Boyle will be a buy at some point. But like we've talked about on the weekly chart, if you go back and you look, Boyle should be a 5 to $7 stock. And so I believe at $10.31, it's still overvalued. And the reason it's overvalued is because they expected all of these shortages in Europe. And it just didn't come true. Um, gas, the natural gas supplies have been holding up. They've been able to uh, store them at, at a better pace. So I think that's, a, that's an opportunity just to keep an eye on. The real estate sector, DRN and DRV, which are uh, ETFs that we look at as well, um, it's a three times bull and bear. DRN is the three times bull. That means when the real estate um, stocks go up and you can look at the portfolio of what DRN holds. But DRN, when the real estate sector goes up, this one goes up. DRV, when the real estate sector goes down, DRV goes up. So you can play them inversely. DRN had a buy-in at about $10. It's now at $12. So 20% within you know, 16, 17 days. Um, it was clear that there was a gap here at about $11 that it quickly went and filled. You're over your 200-day right now. So DRV is looking like it's going to cross up. I don't want to say that we're going to get a 10% reduction in the, uh, in the real estate sector. But this one looks to be a little uh, extended. And honestly, DR, uh, DRV probably looks like it's going to turn up at some point in time just because the RSI is at 34. Um, the last time it was down here, you ran from 51 all the way up to 57. You're at 42 right now. And remember, these are decaying assets. So it's not ones that you're going to hold on to and you're going to say, hey, I'm going to invest in this. No, these are trades. These are ones you hold on anywhere from an hour to two or three days, whatever you want. Uh, BITO was on the news last night. The uh, CEO was on uh, CNBC and I saw him. And this one, it trades on Bitcoin futures. It's got a gap here between 12 and 13 from a couple of days ago. It looks like January 17th. I don't exactly know what that was. But it's definitely, uh, you know, an interesting one to watch. This is a brand new ETF. Uh, these, this is owned by ProShares, which is the owner of TQQQ and SQQQ. Um, they're uh, basically an ETF company. This is so overbought right now at $92. You don't want to get into this one. Um, but I, I wanted to bring it up because it does, you know, it, it's been on a tear. I mean, to, what, January 3rd? You could have bought this at $10. And it's at $14 right now. It's 40%. 40% in just 12 days. So it's been on a tear. Bitcoin has been on a tear. This is the futures product. Uh, do your research to see what it's like. Um, Sandeep wrote to me on Instagram. He said he's interested in hearing my thoughts on Jeppy and XYLD. I will tell you that I will not be able to do as good an explanation as YouTube will. So I would send you to YouTube and, and type in just uh, XYLD or JEPI. Um, these are levered ETFs. So um, when you look at XYLD, it is a global uh, S&P 500 covered call strategy. It pays a 13% dividend. It's up 2% year to date. 
over a year, it's down 20%. These are decaying assets. Uh, in my mind, it's not something you want to hold. Again, go to YouTube. There are several people. Um, let me see. XYLD. I'm just going into this to try and put uh, into what it is. Jeppy has a great one. I know Jeppy. Um, yeah. Go and look at Average Joe Investor. Number one covered call strategy for 2023. KYLD Jeppy. Look at those. They'll explain them a lot better. I will tell you. Um, no. No. These are ETFs where basically... Um, it's short-term trading. Uh, look at the, the performance last year. Down 20%? Sure, you made 13%. Means you lost 7%. Just because somebody's paying you a 14% dividend doesn't mean it's a good strategy. And they're taking fees out of this. The only people getting rich on this are basically the people that own this. Uh, Global X, which owns XYLD. Let's see who owns Jeppy. I think it's JP Morgan. Um, yeah, J.P. Morgan equity premium income pays 11% dividend. It's down 11% year to uh, over one year. It's up 2% year to date. You'll just lose your money in this. I, I don't believe in these whatsoever. Um, you, there's a lot of YouTubers that do. Do your research and understand. Look at their performance on charts. Um, they are essentially decaying assets. There's nobody that can do covered calls that essentially keeps up with the market. If you want to do uh, ETFs and you want long-term, just look in, in TrendSpider. I've got a, um, uh, and I think Sandeep signed up for TrendSpider. I've got a low-cost Vanguard ETFs uh, list. Just look at any one of those. Throw your money in there and forget it. That would be my, it, they, they have crazy yields, uh, XYLD and Jeppy. It's not worth it. Um, let's talk earnings. United Airlines came out with earnings. Um, they basically doubled the estimates and this stock has been on a tear, an absolute tear. Delta Airlines, United Airlines, American Airlines, airlines have been on an absolute tear. Here at the end of December, we, our algorithm said buy at 38.16. It covered the gap uh, and it was right at the 200 day. It immediately soared up. You're at $51 right now. From a $38 stock. Uh, they announced earnings. They made $2.46 per share. They raised their estimates. All is going well in the travel industry. Again, UAL. You look at DAL. These are not stocks that I typically would say, hey, buy for the long haul. And at these prices, you're definitely extended. Um, you look at DAL, which is Delta Airlines. The buy was 32. You're at 39 right now. And at 32, I said, hey, this is a $40 stock. At 39, I'm not buying it because I think it's a $40 stock. Um, you know, you look at American Airlines, AAL. Uh, they raised their guidance. This, uh, in the algorithm, you have a $12 buy, $12.98. Um, and, and you're at $17.25. Percentage-wise, they're huge. American Airlines has their earnings coming out January 25th. But realize, they basically... Um, pre-announced. So your earnings on this, see that gap right there at 1551 to 1585? That's where they pre-announced on January 12th. They said, we're going to kill it. Does it mean that they're going to do better? They could. They could. But essentially, airlines and travel are absolutely killing it. 
Moderna announced that they have um, their uh, third round of studies, I forget the, the phase three, um, proved 84% effectiveness against RSV in older patients. RSV is the respiratory disease. I don't know enough about it. Uh, what I do know is Moderna is a total pump stock, but I will tell you, I just added it to the Daily Stock Picks core investments um, portfolio. It is up 8% at $206. Back here in October, I said, hey, at 130 this probably makes sense. You can check it. Uh, October 25th, I said, it probably makes sense. And it, you know, it was funny because on November 3rd, there was a 4% uh, candle in the morning. Uh, right after their earnings period, where they uh, opened at 138, it went down to 135, but it wound up being at 150. And it's just been on a tear ever since. Now, here's the, the rip on this one. This one is so volatile that I think it's going to cover this gap down to 165. That's why I did not promote this 187 buy in the algorithm on January 9th. I think I said, hey, 187, you probably don't want to do it because it, it comes down to the 200-day and it's one at, right here at 157 and this gap down at 166. You probably want to look at between that gap buying. Uh, well, I missed it. And part of the reason why I missed it is when you look at the insiders, um, Stefan Bussell, the CEO, this guy's been selling $7 million worth of stock per day. Huge insider trade. He knew this was coming. I mean, this wasn't unknown. Uh, he may not have known the results, but he knew the announcement was coming. Again, you know when your announcement is coming for the, uh, uh, for the phase three trials. But what this does for Moderna is even bigger. Remember, Moderna is mRNA, and it can be you know the flu vaccine. If they get a flu vaccine for mRNA, I mean, this one's going to be a $600 stock. Um, but Moderna has been a one-trick pony for COVID, and that's all they had. Honestly, that's all they had was the COVID vaccine. So now that they have a second vaccine and they can prove that it goes across uh, other diseases, I think you're going to see this one start to take off. Remember the 52-week range of Moderna. Let's just take a look real quick um, because it's, it's huge um, and it may be down. 217 is the 52-week high. But the all-time high on this one, um, if we go back to TrendSpider, and I'm going to do a weekly. And if we go back, um, yeah, $500 stock here. So $200 in the, the last month is just because it's come down so much. But it was a $500 stock, and it was all hype, all hype. Um, the VIX is at the lowest level it has been at in years. And remember, Uvixi is the one that it's a, um, a short-term uh, volatile. It's three times, I believe. But it's traded on the future of the VIX. You ha have had no confirmation in this at all. Um, and I want to say the last confirmation that I see is January 3rd, where it kind of touched the 21-day. But this has been on the downside of the 50-day for so long. The 200-day is moving down. You've got this gap up here between 9 and 10 I think the VIX likes to will like to be at 30. The VIX is at 19 right now. Um, and this trades on the future of the VIX. And this shows that volatility just is not showing up in the market. Um, you've got certain stocks that are kind of volatile, but you don't have volatility in the market. So I wanted to bring that one up. Uh, Tesla has huge confirmation. 
And I woke up to Tesla uh, news. The news, in, in, in if you read the headlines, it's that uh, Tesla pilot, autopilot was faked for demonstration. Essentially, what happened was one of the engineers from Tesla who was involved in the videotaping of the um, drive when uh, Elon announced that full self-driving was coming. Um, they did a drive in San Francisco from a certain place to a certain place. And the engineer testified in court in a um, class action suit yesterday that they had pre-mapped, um, pre-3D mapped, and that the driver um, was in there, but they had tried it several other times and it needed intervention. Well, that's been kind of, I mean, that's not new news. All they're using is the headline. I woke up completely expecting Tesla to be down in the 120s again. Um, and I was going to pull the trigger. It's up 1.75%. It was up as much as like 4 or 5% in the pre-market. Um, it does have confirmation. Yesterday's candles, you wound up above the 9-day, above the 21-day. Today, you're above the 50-day. So if this moves to the 200-day, which it very likely could do, I am not in this one. I want to make this perfectly clear. I sold my Tesla in December. I sold it for a gain. I sold my ARC funds for a loss in December. So I have pretty much no Tesla whatsoever other than larger ETFs that I own, which probably owns Tesla at a very small percentage. But I do not own Tesla. But that nine-day crossing up, that MACD crossing up, the, the RSI at 60, and the earnings coming up on January 25th, that's huge. All of his price cuts, all of the inventory levels, you can clearly see what he's doing with Tesla is working. When he announces that he's got a new CEO for Twitter and he's back at Tesla, you'll be shocked at how much this, this stock moves. Um, I think it'll move 10 to 15% in that day alone. So I, I, while I don't think that, hey, it's a great buy now because I do think that we have 87, I think is the gap on the daily. Um, let's move this back to the daily because I'll show you the gap. If this is your first time listening to me, uh, I've been showing this gap and I believe that this is in target, um, right here and it's way back for 81 to 83. I think this one's in the gap. See this gap? People thought I was crazy. That gap at 137 to 142, people thought I was nuts. It covered that gap. Absolutely 100% covered that gap. You can see if I pull this, uh, this um, volume weight, if I pull back to the recent highs, September 21st, you can clearly see that the volume shelf is sitting at 127. I think you'll at least see a pullback there. If you, if you get to 150, all bets are off, and I think you're coming up here to probably 195. Uh, this will be a catapult. This has just been a stock that defies any kind of logic whatsoever. So don't listen to anybody, especially a guy on the internet who tells you he knows where it's going. Nobody knows where this one's going. So Tesla, yeah, it's got confirmation. Um, just to go back to Bitcoin a little, BITO, GBTC continues to run behind. It's a 36% discount to Bitcoin. Um, when Bitcoin ran up from 17K to 21K, uh, GBTC didn't move as much. So you're looking at a broken kind of trading thing. I would stay away from the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, uh, even though the algorithm has killed it. I mean, the algorithm December 30th said buy at 795. 
779, I'm sorry, 779, and you're at 1185 right now. It's moved up. It's moved up, but you're still at a discount. I think that it's broken. BITO, I think, is your better bet. That trades on the futures of Bitcoin. Do your research. Understand what you're trading. Uh, like I said, Morgan Stanley had a remarkable quarter. Uh, Goldman Sachs is looking to going back to 300, I believe. If we look at the Goldman Sachs, I said, hey, look at the five-year chart of Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, JP Morgan, and Bank of America. Um, you'll see some interesting things. Again, a five-year chart. If you can pull that up on CNBC just to compare, or if you have a comparison website, take a look at that. Uh, it's interesting. Um the uh, Goldman Sachs right now, the 50-day, the I'm sorry, the 200-day is 342. Your 50 days moving down. It's getting some support. It's getting some bounce back today. I wouldn't buy this one right now. The algorithm has a buy-in here at 346, and that's from December 23rd. Your RSI moved down really quickly. Your, uh, your, your uh, MACD is moving down. Um, it hasn't crossed. It crossed over this morning, it looks like. But in my algorithm, I do have some moving average um, calculations. So it hasn't gotten you out of this 346 trade, even though you're trading at 354. Um, we do see the button hook and the high at 373 here might have been, you know, again, take your 10% and get out. Uh, that's kind of always been my guidance is when you see the button hook and you see that 10%, it's time to get out. But I would kind of look at it a little bit. Um... Weekly stock pick. I wanted to talk about his weekly second second week in a row. He picked Caterpillar, and I forgot to bring it up yesterday. And I think some, a few people asked me, "Hey, should I hold on to Caterpillar from last week because he, you know, usually sells out?" So weekly stock picks has in his own algorithm. Remember, there's different algorithms and different things. He his algorithm. If you go to his um, Twitter and you look at his Substack, you can read about his algorithm. Um, he's out there as to he doesn't tell you the details of it. But he tells you it's an algorithm on the Dow 30 um, that basically uses momentum to try and pick a stock for that week that will be up. Caterpillar, um, it, it, it was up last week. Uh, just so you know, weekly stock pick, year to date, he's up 8% on his weekly picks. So if you bought on Monday, sold on Friday, uh, just following um, uh, weekly stock pick, you're up 8%. Pretty good return. Um, you can look at his returns on his website, on his, um, if you just go to his Substack or his Twitter, again, weekly stock pick, you can look him up. Let's see on uh, Twitter. I'll pull it up, pull it up. If I go to Twitter and I just type in the search, um, uh, yeah, that's correct. Um, stop it. Um, we'll do weekly stock, my weekly stock, my weekly stock. And he's got his stub stack right here. You can read about his approach, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, here's this earnings watch list too for this week. So I, I, I enjoy his newsletter. I think he's one of the best. Um, honestly, he's got a great one. Doesn't hurt to sign up, get it in your inbox every weekend, set you up for the week. And on Monday, he tells you what his uh, weekly stock pick is. It's all free. Um, I found a new um, triple levered ETF that I like. Um, and the reason I like it is because it shorts uh, the S&P. And if you look at this one, um, recently, uh, the S&P has been on a run. The S&P is at, right now, 4,000. Just crossed 4,000. Hasn't closed above 4,000, but it just crossed 4,000. 
Um, you're on the downside here. You don't have confirmation on this SDS, uh, Sam, David, Sam. Um, but you do have a button hook on the MACD. And I think that the S&P has been on a run. And I think you're getting to a point where you may start to cover this gap up here. And so SDS might be one that I'd look at trying to cover the gap uh, that's left between 47 and 48. And you're trading at 42. So it might be an opportunity to try and get a swing trade, maybe protect some of your, uh, your downside in your portfolio and your long-term uh, portfolio. So PPI came out, it was down, indicating inflation is easing. Uh, I like that one. Earnings, let's talk about earnings. We talked about Schwab having earnings. Uh, SCHW, and they came out with their earnings, uh, I think this morning. Stock is down at 79.88. You had a buy in the algorithm on December 20th at 79.95. It went all the way up to 85. So you didn't quite get 10% out of this before earnings, but before earnings, you clearly saw it was coming down. Um, There was a 13% buy. The algorithm makes you 28% in this stock. Buying and holding makes you 43%. Um, There were 29 positions in the 1,000 candles. And again, that performance is based on 1,000 candles because the algorithm is a four-hour candle. Uh, You have two candles per day. So it's 500 trading days. but the average win is 9.2%. So if you can pick one of these wins, you're getting 9%. Uh, that's your target. Is if I get 9% out of this, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm selling. You know, again, it, it, the algorithm kind of presents you, okay, I'm going to look at this and, and take a motion out of the trade. So Schwab was a good one. Procter & Gamble coming up with earnings tomorrow. Again, this is from my, uh, my weekly stock. Uh, he presented, um, let's see, Procter & Gamble, Morgan Stanley, Schwab, uh, Netflix, which is uh, tomorrow after the market close. Schwab is before the market close um, uh, today, before the market. That's why Goldman Sachs is already done. So the only one that we really have left is Netflix. Netflix, I'm sorry, and, and January, tomorrow is um, Procter & Gamble. Procter & Gamble, you had this, you have this descending triangle. You have this buy at 153. That ironically, it got you out a couple of days later. You're trading at 148. This one has been on a run. And if we look at uh, Procter & Gamble here, uh, the PE is a little ex- expensive at 26. You have a 2.43% uh, dividend. 52-week range, you're 10% below your, uh, your high of 165, which was just hit. God, um, uh, looks like May of last year. So you, you're, you're down below that, but you know, again, uh, performance for one year, you're down 5%, um, performance year to date, you're down 0.74. It does look like there's a couple of tops here in, in, in December and January where it's putting in clear resistance at about 155. Um, and the, the algorithm bought, had you buy in at 153. You do have this ascending triangle, which has been broken. So, um, I don't know if you want to buy this one going into earnings. The RSI is at 38. This could pop. I mean, if they, if they have a crazy earnings like they did last time, look at that $1.57 last time in earnings in October. Uh, and the stock was at 124 and it just came off that slide. So I don't know what it's going to do, but it's above the 200-day. I think if they put up decent earnings, you're looking at it pulling back to the 200-day at 140. I think if they do killer earnings, I think you're going back to the the 52-week high at 165. 
probably not worth the risk, but there's a long-term, you know, if you want Procter and Gamble in your portfolio for a long-term, that's a good one. Um, I did a, I used Finviz and I realized some people don't want to pay for TrendSpider and, and I completely respect that. TrendSpider is for your trading. So how can you find stocks without the TrendSpider screener that I have? Well, you can go to Finviz. Finviz.com is completely free. So I decided to, I know nothing about regional banks. And so I wanted to find some regional banks and I actually found something interesting, but here is a regional bank. And I said, I want something that uh, earnings per share over the past five years is up over 15%. I want the price below the SMA. Um, the SMA is the simple moving average, 20 day SMA. I want the PE under 10. I want the forward PE to be profitable. I want sales growth over 10% for the past five years. And I want the industry as a regional bank. And I came up with all of these banks. Now, what I did was I went over here to the right and I said, oh, let's look at the volume. And I found an interesting one, Silvergate Capital Corporation, SI. And so I went into Finviz and I typed SI and I said, boy, let me find out a little bit about this. And the chart looks ugly. It's up here at 154 back in April of last year. It's all the way down to 1371. It's a financial um, you know, institution. Uh, it's got no dividend. Uh, PE is at three. Earnings per share this year expected to grow 114%. Next year, it's supposed to, um, over the next year, it's supposed to go down 17%. That's why you're seeing this slide. Uh, year to date, you're down 23%. Your 52-week range is between $10 and uh, 162. You're trading at 13 um, today. So I scroll down and I look at January 9th, January 6th, January 6th, all these downgrades. And it's from $15 down to $9, $30 down to $14. They're cutting their thing. So I looked, Coinbase is a crypto bank. And it's interesting. Uh, it was caught up in the FTX uh, catastrophe. Um, and so you can read some of these articles on Silvergate uh, about their earnings. And they reported a $1 billion loss for the period. And they're trying to tell investors, hey, we've got enough cash on hand that we're not going anywhere. Um, its book value is $12.93. Um, the old book value was $42.06. So its current book value is $12.93. It's now trading. Uh, let's look at SI because it popped today um, based on these earnings. and and telling people that, hey, yeah, we're, we're fine. Um, SI is at 1335. In pre-market, it went all the way up to 14, <laughs> ironically, it went all the way up to $14.17 here at um, 9.55. Here, let me go move over to Active Trader Pro so you can see the live. I mean, it's tanking. It's tanking again. Uh, it, it seems that the market just doesn't want to know anything about it. 10-day volume, 13 million. 90-day volume, 4.2 million. Um, here's what, you know, again, a lot of people listen to me and don't necessarily trade the stock. They trade options. If you know how to trade options and you want to buy some puts on this one, I don't think you're out of line. You know, the, honestly, that it's, it's probably not a bad idea. Um, it's it's an, an interesting play. I don't think it has any value in your portfolio right now. But one of the things that I wanted to point out, and again, this is about your process. If you don't want to buy TrendSpider and you don't want to use a market scanner in TrendSpider, you can use Finviz. 
Finviz has all of these technical portions and all of the scanners that you can use. Try and find a stock that's your opportunity. Again, it, I'm just giving you a, 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 a what if. I use uh, Finviz even with my uh, TrendSpider. So it's something that I, I want to give you ideas if you're not, again, it's not that you're not willing to pay for TrendSpider. TrendSpider just might not offer you the, the value um, because it is expensive. And if you're not trading and you just want to find something and you've, say you've got the day off and, and you just want to find something, use a FinViz screener. Try and find something that's undervalued, that's got a large amount of volume. I'm not going to teach you how to do it. You have to learn how to do it. I'm not going to handhold you, but I'm telling you it's there. Finviz is there. So let's take a look at a uh, scan. And there was only one scan that I thought that was worthwhile. And it's Consumer Staples, XLP. And if we go in and I'm going to type in, um, let's see, XLP components. XLP is a spider sector fund. And look at the top 10 holdings. Procter & Gamble, PepsiCo, Coca-Cola, Costco, Mondelez, Walmart, Philip Morris, which I could do without, but it's there. Altria, again, I could do without, but it's there. Um, those are the top 10 holdings. And XLP had a cross up here. 74.77 is trading at $74. It's crossed down. I would say the floor on this one is probably at the 200 day, which is at 72. It doesn't have confirmation. You've got an ascending triangle. You're coming off a 10% gain here uh, at 76. So, uh, you know, do your research. Understand that you're buying this one probably at a decent price, not a crazy good price. I think 60s is more your, your play here. But if we go and we type in XLP and we look in Finviz, Again, Finviz is a great site. $66 is your low. You're 12% above that. $81 is your 52-week high. You're 12% below that. So you're kind of on the high end of the middle. Year-to-date, it's 0.32% uh, performance for one year. You were down 2.73% last year. But here's your, your, your kind of comparison. SPY over one year was down 14%. XLP down 2%. So you're beating SPY. That's why some of these sector spiders are actually good. They don't provide you the 10 and 15 and 20% pop, but they'll provide you a pretty good investment. And the reason why I include these in the scans is because if you want to trade Procter & Gamble, it's in the middle of its range because it's the number one holding in XLP. So sometimes you can find some, some benefits there. Uh, but yeah. It's the show for today. I gave you some great tools, great ideas. Um, if you have any questions, hit me up on the socials. If you made it this far, hit the five stars. If you're listening on Spotify, hit the five. Oh, I do want to see say uh, in Mexico, we had in the private Facebook group. Um, uh, oh, I want to give him a shout out um, because I don't want to. Uh, let me see. Um, daily stock picks. Um, there's a private Facebook group. If you don't know, uh, or if you're not a member, it's free to join. I don't charge anything for any of this, but you can just go to the, uh, the link tree that's down below in the, the tab and you can, um, uh, find the Facebook logo right below the header. And you can look at that and you can say, um, uh, just click on the Facebook thing and just join. It's free. There's no problem. 
Uh, let me scroll through the 9 million Tom posts that I have on here. Because <laughs> um, somebody posted about... Um, do, 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 do. It was... I posted last night. Miguel, just to let you know, in my town, Puebla, Mexico, your podcast is sponsored by Mercado, Mercado Libre. And I think Mercado Libre... Let me look. Um, Mercado... Yeah, Melly. We've had a request on this one before, and, and this one has been in a crazy good um, sense. So I'm sponsored by Mercado Libre, Meli, uh, in Mexico. <laughs> How's that for some clout? Um, but yeah, I, I, if you guys find out that I'm sponsored by somebody, hit me up. This one had a buy-in on January 5th at 8.56. It's at $1,000 now. Crazy volatile stock. Uh, I wouldn't say buying it at $1,000 is smart uh, because it's 200 day is about 889. That 856 was a good buy. You can clearly see that 200 day was providing support. Um, and the volume as it took off here, it had all the volume in the world and it still has all the volume in the world. The MACD hasn't crossed down yet. It's on the outside of the Bollinger Bands, but the RSI is at 79. It's too expensive. But as a proud sponsor of the Daily Stock Picks podcast, hey, I may move them into the uh, Daily Stock Picks core portfolio. That might be an opportunity. I, I believe they are the, um, the, uh, the Amazon of um, Latin America or Mexico. Um, let's see. Operates uh, online commerce platforms in Latin America. Yeah. Um, that's what it's been called. Uh, again, uh, I'm sponsored by them, but if you're, if you're listening on Apple, um, just go down to the podcast, you go to your library. Um, and I have a short on my YouTube channel to try and teach you how to do this, but you go to library and then you find my show and it'll list all of the episodes and just scroll down and hit the five stars and, and put in a little review. And if you do a shout out, I'll do a shout out for you. I mean, there's only nine ratings in there now, but I think for some reason it might be more. I just don't get an update. But again, thanks for listening. Uh, I appreciate you guys. If there's anything you want me to go over, anything you want me to look at, uh, give me a shout out and just let me know. Join the Facebook group. Follow me on Twitter. Um, I'm on Instagram. So I'm going to try and do more shorts. But again, if you have any questions, just hit me up. Thanks, guys.